0: Hello and welcome to Heifer Productions' The Twelve Ghosts. This is the series where we bring to you 12 ghost stories from around Yorkshire. These ghost stories are all told in aid of Fair Share, the excellent charity that delivers surplus food to food banks through Yorkshire and the UK. We hope you enjoy these stories and perhaps you might want to consider sleeping with the light on tonight. Fountains Abbey. Read by Bruce Gilland.
1: It had been three years since our separation. She had moved on, that much was clear. Moved in with her new toy boy from what I'd heard. Out with the old and in with the new. Things hadn't ended well. I hadn't seen it coming. We'd had our ups and downs like all couples, but I thought we were okay. Whenever I saw her now, She looked at me differently, not angry or anything, just indifferent, like she doesn't know me. Honestly, I'm not sure I know myself anymore. Life goes on, that's what they all told me. All the clichés come out when people aren't sure what else to say. But as the years passed, life hadn't gone on for me, not really. I still woke up in the night when my hand reached out for her and found nothing but the cold side of the bed. I'd often still cook for two, only to realise I'd be eating alone. Sometimes I'd even turn to her chair when something funny came on the telly. She'd been my world, my rock. And when she left, I couldn't adjust, couldn't make sense of the life laid out in front of me. I decided I should move away. What else could I do? I'd tried to build a brand new life from scratch. New town, new house, new job hopefully some new friends and maybe, just maybe, there might be someone special out there for me too. It was Christmas Eve when I arrived in Ripon. It was blooming freezing but it seemed an all right enough place. The removals men had unloaded the last of the boxes into my little two up two down and I decided to take a wander through the town. There weren't many people about, just a few last-minute shoppers loaded up with bags moving silently up the high street. I ambled up the road, looking up at the Christmas lights strung between the buildings. I had been lost in my thoughts when I realised I'd wandered out of the centre of the town. The shops had tapered out, and I was now stuck firmly in the suburbs. I don't know how long I'd been walking, in my own little world, oblivious to the one around me. The orange streetlights clicked on as the light began to fade. I spotted a bus stop on the other side of the road and walked over. I tried to make out the timetable through the cracked plastic cover. Kids had scratched a whole lot of profanity and gibberish all over it, so I couldn't read much of what was written underneath. 24A to Fountains Abbey. Fountains Abbey? There was something about the sound of the words something comforting. It sounded like a nice place. Let's be honest, I had nothing better to do, did I? I settled on the little bench next to the bus stop, but no sooner had I sat down than I heard the low rumble of an engine and saw a double-decker approach. I got on and then realised that I didn't have my wallet. I apologised and went to get off, but the bus driver said not to worry and tipped his cap at me. I had to do a double take at him. He was in quite the get-up. Very smart, I thought. Perhaps it's a Christmas thing. There wasn't a soul on board, so I picked a window seat and wiped at the condensation with my sleeve. We were soon racing out of the suburbs, away from the orange haze of the streetlights and onto dark, winding country roads. I'm not sure how much time had passed when the bus slowed to a stop and I heard the bus driver say, this is you sir. I thanked him and climbed off into the night. In front of me was a signpost with two points, one towards Ripon, four miles, and the other towards Fountains Abbey, a quarter of a mile. It occurred to me then to ask the driver how frequently the buses went back into town. But I turned to find no bus on the road. What the? He slipped off quietly didn't he? I looked up and down the road but there wasn't a vehicle in sight. I'd have to take my chances I supposed. I made my way down a lane in the direction of Fountains Abbey and soon enough I saw the crests of ornate window arches peeking up over the trees in front. They were lit in the most wonderful way With a white ethereal light that stood out against the infinite night sky. It was then that I suddenly tripped over and landed on the ground in a heap. Blimey! I yelled. Just my bloomin'! What is that? I'd never heard a sound like it. The voices carried on the night air like a subtle breeze, ebbing away and then coming back stronger. The sound of the singing like nothing I'd heard before. A beautiful chorus of voices, deep and high, harmonised like the sound of the wind and sea. I walked toward the sound, mesmerised. Must be one hell of a choir, I thought. I was soon approaching the Abbey, now in full view. It was quite something. It seemed to glow against its dark surroundings. I remembered that I didn't have my wallet, and I hoped I wouldn't need to pay to get in. The singing was getting louder and louder, and I felt my heart swell. It was the most beautiful singing I'd ever heard. I walked a little faster, hoping to catch sight of the choir as they reached their crescendo. I made my way through the ruined entrance and approached the archway to what I thought must be the main chamber, and the sound of the voices grew and grew. I walked through the entrance and my shoes crunched against gravel and I could hear my heartbeat in my ears. The singing had stopped. The main chamber was empty, there was no one there. I heard the tall trees that marked the perimeter creak in the wind. Other than that, it was silent. I suppose some might have found this quite frightening, but not me. I was confused at first, but then it seemed quite natural. The quiet was, in its own way, just as beautiful as the singing. I took a seat on a stone bench, and then I began to cry. Cried like I hadn't cried in years. Cried until I had nothing left, but the breath in my lungs and the blood in my veins. I didn't know how much time passed before I brushed my hands across the tops of my legs, got to my feet, and walked out through the Grand Archway and down the little road into the night. I walked back to where the bus had dropped me off and stared up at the sky. I didn't know when the next bus was due, or even if another would arrive. It didn't matter. I was quite happy where I was.
0: Thank you for listening to The Twelve Ghosts. All of these stories are in aid of fair share. You can give to our Just Giving page at www.justgiving forward slash Heifer Productions. Heifer is H-E-I-F-E-R. Please do give as generously as you are able and we hope to see you again.